Hey, it's Lula Mendelssohn, back again. It's the Sneeman Podcast. And I really appreciate your patience. I, I know, like, I took, like, one day longer than I promised to bring you this episode, but uh, it's going to be worth it. <laughs> so, like, if you like the episode, yeah, just give me a follow because this one will be a really nice one. Nice, but not really nice, you know, because... The topic that I'm going to talk about is going to, you know, rub some people the wrong way. So, but anyways, uh, let's not waste any time. Let's just get into the episode. So, now, like, I, I have to admit, um, okay, most of the time, I admire when a person is evil, but, you know, in an admirable way. I don't know if you get what I mean. Have you noticed when you're watching a movie, right? There's that evil person that's so evil, <laughs> so evil, like, you're like, oh man, how can this person be so evil? You, you kind of like admire the person, the way they're so evil. They're so smart in the way they're evil. They're so good at their evilness, if there is such a word, you get what I mean? So yeah, that's who the Democrats are. They're so racist, it's actually admirable. <laughs> like, it's so really crazy. Because now, the history of Democrats is the craziest one ever. Like, if maybe you want, like, a deep dive, you can actually Google this. Because, like, the history is extremely long. Extremely long. You get what I mean? So, one uh, that you cannot really fathom, like, in modern times. When you think about the clan, you usually think of Mega, the typical racist person, right? You never really think about Bill Clinton or Barack Obama. The Democrats have been racist for so long. Their form of racism is simple perfection, something to be admired. You get what I mean? Because, like, even back in the day, the most racist party, everyone, everyone knew that the Democrats are, like, super racist. Like, they didn't even really care about black people. While the Republicans were actually the ones who freed the slaves in a way. But, like, really, I, I can't really give them credit on that because, you know, they didn't really want to say, you know, release, you know, or free the slaves, rather. So the party was formed in, the eight, in 1854. And ever since then, they've made sure that black people suffer. In the beginning, they could, you know, be blatantly racist, like, you know, slavery. Yeah, as I was saying, that the Republicans are the ones who actually oppose slavery. But they did it because they wanted to win the Civil War. Because what was happening back then during the Civil War? Because there was slavery, and at that time, it was the Industrial Revolution. You couldn't have slavery and the Industrial Revolution at the same time. Because if you own slaves, you practically have an advantage over you know you know the free market like it's, it's impossible to actually feed into the free market while you're actually having slaves you don't even pay those people while you know the republican party was actually industrializing in the north and they needed to the south to actually you know follow suit and industrialize as well and this i was like nah we ain't gonna do that <laughs> and that's when you know the civil war broke out and then throughout the civil war uh, Abraham Lincoln didn't really want to free the slaves, but he knew if he actually freed the slaves, it could actually stifle the production of weapons and actually stifle the South 
and it wouldn't be as powerful. Because obviously, with free labor, I think it would have been way possible for them to get more production. They could, you know, manufacture more guns and all of that. While, you know, the the North itself, they had to use paid employees to actually do that, which would cost them a bit more to actually do. So when they freed their slaves, when the slaves were free, they could do whatever they want. And the one thing that they obviously wanted to do was actually free themselves and actually, you know, kill the southern, you know, masters or whatever to actually get free. So obviously, when they joined um, the Republican Party to actually take down the South, they would fight with blood, sweat and tears. So <laughs> it was already written that the Republicans would win and actually Abraham Lincoln would actually win the war, the Civil War. It was like obvious at that point when they actually freed the slaves. So they would say that, oh, we, we are the ones who freed the slaves, we actually freed the slaves, but uh, we can't really give them full credit because it's like doing me a favor, but to your benefit. Like, is it really a genuine favor? Like, you know, it's, it's kind of, you know, null and void what you did. You cannot really take credit for it, you know? So now in 1865, the clan was formed which, mind you, to this day, they are not regarded as a terrorist organization. Why? I don't know. <laughs> and guess who formed them? Yes, the Democrats. Now, you know, the type of things that the Klan did, oh my God, like, there's so many things. Even Tulsa, Oklahoma, you know, Black Wall Street, they're the ones, you know, who created those race riots. Because, you know, the town was flourishing. Black people had everything. You know, Black Wall Street, as I'm saying, they had so much wealth. And, you know, when you are a poor white person, they've told you all your life that you are more superior than a black person. But why is a person, black person doing better than you? So you form that resentment and be like, why is this person better than me? But they told me that I'm better than a black person. A black person is not smarter than me. So at that time, anything could have happened. And, you know, the KKK, yeah, that's what they did. They burned down the town. And to this day, they call them race riots. Because if you call something a race riot, it's like every person was actually who was involved, they were like equally fighting for the same thing. You get what I mean? If you call it a race riot, black people who could have been rioting and white people could have tried to stop them. Cause, so that's disingenuous in a way. So now a lot of things happen, the lynching, you know, you know, some scary stuff that I, I'm even scared to actually mention. It's so scary, those things. That's why I think uh, most white people in America, right, they're even scared to talk about that, like, you know, what happened in the past. Like, even now, as I'm talking to you, like, it's the scariest things that you can ever think of. Because when you think about people actually having picnics to lynch a person, that's the most barbaric thing you can ever think of. And if you're a white person, right, and you have to revisit all those things that your ancestors did, it's it can be really scary, you know. It can be disheartening. It, it can make you think that you are as evil as your ancestors. It can make you feel really guilty, you know, the whole white guilt thing. 
So I'm not really surprised that a lot of, you know, white people, like, especially in Texas, you know, they banned critical race theory because of that reason. They don't want to feel guilty about what happened in the past. But as I've been saying many times, the past is very crucial because if we actually bury what happened in the past, you know, we forget about the civil war, slavery and everything. And we're saying, you know, every book that contains the word slavery and, you know, all those things, racism, we are banning all those books. You know what will happen? History will repeat itself. Like quite literally, history will repeat itself. I'm telling you that at the moment, what's stopping most people or rather white people from actually doing really evil things is what happened in the past because we are trying to move forward and trying to amend for what happened in the past. Some some people, if they actually ignored all those things that happened, some, you know, they want to revive uh, what happened in the past. And I think that's the reason the Jim Crow laws actually came about because a lot of people had nostalgia for, you know, back in the time during uh, the, the you know slavery and all of that they had some nostalgia i'm like oh you know what we can actually put it we can go back to how things were all we have to do is exclude all these black people from actually coming to our schools and you know all of that so now uh as i'm talking about segregation when it comes to jim crow which was really tame for what was happening in the 1900s since black people were educated at this point, uh, they could eventually and actually have intellectual debates with some of the races. They could form organizations like the Black Panther Party and also the Faith of Islam. You had great American activists like Martin Luther King, you know, Malcolm X, and of course, uh, and of course, Stokely Carmichael. And practically all these guys were assassinated. Like in this case, I cannot really blame the Black Panther. I mean, like the Democrats, because it could have been anyone. You know, the FBI has been the most evil <laughs> organization ever. So who really, you know, owns the FBI? Is it the government? Is it the Democrats or Republicans? Because sometimes, okay, right now this topic, I'm saying that Democrats, like they have perfected racism. Yes, but it doesn't mean like the Republicans are not as racist. The only difference is uh, the Republicans, like they're blatantly racist, you know, their racism has no filter. While the Republic, I mean, the Democrats, they actually hide it, you know, they actually, they're actually smart about it. And, you know, back in those times, black people were really prospering because like, it's funny because after slavery, black people were progressing. All of a sudden, they were not progressing. And then, uh, you know, during Jim Crow and all of that, they were trying to stifle black people's progress. And then even in the, um, you know, 1960s during Jim Crow, black people were really, you know, uh, getting out there, organizing themselves. You know, the Black Panther, black Panther Party, yeah, sorry about that, Black Panther Party was actually doing great things. Because at some point, they were giving out food uh, to kids, homeless people, and all of that. So, which was, they were actually helping the community. And when you check the uh, faith of Islam, oh man, like, <laughs> when you get into that, oh man, they were so organized. They had their own military, they had their own, you know, flag and all of that. The men were well-dressed, they were well-mannered. 
they were wearing suits they owned so many shops they were had so many uh you know chapters all over the country but now there's not even one black organization that has in fact there's not even one real black organization that we know of that's popular right now that's actually actively helping black people like it's like there's a regression somehow <laughs> it's as if there's a, a, an invisible hand that's stopping black people from actually succeeding but anyways i don't even want to get into the debate of that you know like uh, implicit bias and all of that <sighs> that's a debate for another day now let's take it to modern times well at least uh, the modern times are better than jim crow and jim crow was better than slavery but black people are still at the bottom so but these days you only really see it clearly it's hidden in vague laws you know there are so many laws some laws they need to be really smart for you to actually be racist like uh, redlining laws okay there's a um, uh, a podcast episode i talked i talked about that segregation and uh, you know apartheid they are still well and alive because now the remnants of segregation redlining they are still there and like they are very hard to shake off because if the, the the banks they said this neighborhood is really terrible there's so much crime you cannot invest in this neighborhood obviously that neighborhood will be uh it will be very bad the buildings will crumble you know there won't be any good schools the people there will be you know they won't be educated enough to actually develop their own neighborhoods so those places will stay impoverished for the longest time because uh, even now the government doesn't have real you know intervention in these places they just let them crumble so that even police they can just you know stop you provoke you and kill you and they'll get away with it but you know the whole, since the whole George Floyd um, death I think it is going to be a bit better police won't just kill black people with impunity but anyways, uh, even today, right, as I'm saying, the laws are still there because you can go anywhere you like, but what will stop you from going at, you know, eating at every restaurant or any restaurant that you want is the dress code. <laughs> the, the dress code is really smart because if they say we don't allow do-rags, like, come on, like <laughs> how many white people actually wear do-rags you know so they will champion immigration but they will probably send not probably this happened they will send a border patrol on horseback whooping black people you know and they can let latinos and mexicans into the country but they will chase away the black haitians and this is a thing that uh i you know, it's just my theory. I don't know if it's true or not. So, have you noticed in movies, right? Uh, that in movies, they are pushing this agenda of interracial relationships. I don't know if you know this. Like, literally, almost every relationship in movies or entertainment is interracial relationships. So, get this. So, if there are interracial relationships, what will happen to black people in America? If every white person right now gets into an interracial relationship, do you know what will happen? 
black people will be extinct in the next generation because not the next generation but the generation after that because if they have mixed kids if those mixed kids have you know uh, kids with a white person obviously the byproduct will be another white person so basically black people would get extinct so that's the agenda because if they push that agenda every white person doesn't mind dating a black person what will happen at the end there will be a lot of mixed kids mixed kids obviously they'll probably want to date uh, white people because you know you kind of feel like you're also white so chances are you'll grow up in your white family and all of that okay it's 50 50 that one you know is kind of untrue I, I cannot verify that that's what will happen but anyways those kids will have uh if they do uh, date a, a white person the byproduct the kid that will come out will probably be white so <laughs> man that's that's genius if you if you really think about it that's absolutely genius and if they have uh, latinos or mexicans inside the country those people when they fill up the forms they regard themselves as white they fill up the forms and say they are white and it's justifiable they are technically caucasian right are they black uh, and latino is not really a race and mexican is not really a race it's a country right so now if even if those latinos and mexicans do have kids with white people the byproduct will be a white person. You get what I mean? So they're actually creating more and more white person because, as you know, the numbers of you know white people in America, they're, they're dwindling. In, I think, 2050, there'll be less white people. They will be basically the minority. You get what I mean? So now, <laughs> the worst thing is that uh, Republicans, they even offer black people butter biscuits when they want to encourage encourage them to vote i mean <laughs> butter biscuits that's super insulting and they would even have strippers uh, motivate black people to go and vote that's insulting and scammy and you can't really say it's racist it's debatable you get what i mean that's how hidden the racism is unlike republican so-called comedian steven crowder i mean like that guy is so blatantly racist it's even funny i mean there's this other time there's this other youtube video he dressed up as a chinese person and actually squinted his eyes and sometimes he even talks in a black scent i mean oh my god <laughs> i mean okay that's the reason a lot of people won't vote for republicans it's such things i mean these days you can't even be you can't be blatantly racist people are much smarter than they used to be like even if you pander to white people, how many white people can actually vote for you? You actually need the black vote. That's why most politicians really need the black vote. They need it. Black people are people, right? So if you have like, um, I think in America, there are like maybe 50 million black people. So even if you have like 10 million of them vote, that would actually make a difference. So it has, it has to be so good the racism has to be so good that you don't even notice it. For example, as I made the example of movies, uh, movies in movies, they'll have like black people. You know, you think that you are represented as a black person. But if you really scrutinize the whole situation, most of them, especially the women, right, they are mixed. And when they are mixed, 
are they really representing you? Because are those really black people? You get what I mean? But at least you still have, you know, the dark and handsome strangers. So that's a bit better. Even though they are like, they sprinkle a bit of, you know, mixed white boy every now and then. But it's, you know, better than nothing, I guess. But I also want to get into this topic another time. Uh, I really want, you know, black people to stop complaining about representation. I mean, whose movies are those? Like, it's really crazy. It's like uh, some guy from Nigeria, right? Like, they're like maybe uh, 50 million Nigerians and they're like 500,000, uh, you know, white people. And they're like, oh, we want representation in movies and stuff like that. Man, make your own goddamn movie. <laughs> you get what I mean? Make your own goddamn movie. Like, okay, I don't mean to be harsh or anything, but anyways, I don't want to get into that topic. I think I'm going to do that topic next after this one. But anyways, yeah, <laughs> whatever. So, yeah, man, you think you're represented, but you're really not, you know? So if you think that example is not fitting to the topic, yeah, Hollywood is politics. So, you know, Democrats have never really done anything exclusively for black people. It's always minorities. Think about it. Minorities. If you say minorities, it could mean anyone, man. Even women are minorities. Even the LGBTs minorities. Anyone could fit into that category. So it doesn't really mean black people. I think this happened because the last time politicians uh, never delivered on campaign promises, America almost was almost burned to the ground. I don't know if you remember the riots. Okay, can someone really Google this? Because I was struggling to find information about that riot. Like uh, a lot of black people were so pissed that uh, you know the government didn't deliver on the campaign promises. Sorry, I couldn't get that story, man. If someone knows anything about that, you can email me at lulamanderson at gmail.com. So in the 1970s, Daniel Patrick Moynihan passed around a benign neglect memo, right? So which said that the government should just ignore the race issues because all these fanatics were getting riled up, you know, the, the leftists and the right. So in other words, this practically meant that you should ignore every black issue. And from that day on, there, have, there has been benign neglect. They don't do anything exclusively for black people, except for the Republicans. The Republicans actually do things exclusively for black people, you know. Do you think it's a coincidence that the most violent cities are Democrat-run cities? Uh, maybe it's a coincidence. <laughs> Who knows? So, but the sneakiest thing that the Democrats did, right, or are still doing, is that they take, you know, if there's a black immigrant, a black immigrant, right, like if someone is not from that country, the chances are they won't feel sorry for you. If you're talking about reparations, they won't support reparations because it don't really help them. Because if they're giving out reparation checks, they won't get the check so they can talk against reparations so they get immigrants to actually talk against you know anything that has to do with a black agenda now, granted even the republicans do the same thing they you know put on that trojan horse so but 
that's really horrible because now you might think some people in in the government they're actually representing you but they don't have your best interest at heart you get what i mean so now the democratic party is the non-racist party right the party for the lgbt the minorities the republicans are the ones that are racist if you really read between the lines you will know that the Democrats are not here to help anyone because they use deceptive language. Like, the language is the most powerful thing. That's why you need to be really educated and really do some analytical thinking because a person can just, you know, say things and you think they're actually helping you by saying those things, but they're actually not. Because, okay, let me make an example. Let's say there's a bill, you know, named Black Empowerment. But on the bill... They actually say, yeah, we're going to help black people. We're going to help black people do this, this, and that. Black people will do one, two, three, one, two, three. But they don't actually specifically say they'll actually help you do all those things. They might use vague terms like, um, will help black people enforce, uh, foster an environment of learning, uplifting them to newer heights. Like, that's literally saying nothing. <laughs> You're not specifically saying anything. So they'll probably say we are going to help minorities, LGBT, disenfranchised individuals. Most people don't even get it because, you know, they'll read the title Black Empowerment. Oh, my God, Black Empowerment. And some of these organizations that are like LGBT organizations. So like, okay, but that's a topic for another day as well. Okay, I know like I'm saying topics for another day, but it's so broad man these things are so broad it's like going inside the ra rabbit hole like a multiple rabbit hole so you go into this rabbit hole and it goes through this one this one, and so on and so on and so on so but anyways so the reason i'm never biased about any content that i consume i consume everything as i told you i consume steven crowder i consume left-leaning news sources uh, anything as long as it's information, there's no such thing as useless information. Anything that you learn will or is going to be useful, you know. So the reason I do that, because there are lessons that, that you know, you'll actually learn. What I've learned from the Democrats is that you can oppress people without, without them realizing they're oppressed. That's why I think um, in Africa, they didn't really need to colonize Africa. They didn't even need to enslave Africans. They could have just came, oh, okay, guys, um, we're going to help you do one, two, three. You see, we have advanced technology. You can just join us. We can build this. We'll just be your leaders. We can, you know, make sure that everything is fine. We can govern this for you. We can do this for you. All you have to do is be our people. We can govern you, blah, blah, blah simple as that they didn't even have to kill anyone they literally didn't need to kill anyone because a lot of people will be like oh yeah that sounds like an idea because like africa is so big but you know uh, those guys were really greedy they wanted everything and they would kill anyone who was in their way so but anyways so you need to really consume everything you shouldn't be biased about anything man you know and politics as well has taught me that you need to scrutinize Every word matters. Like a politician never says anything just for the sake of it. You'll be like, oh, they just said that. They choose their words very carefully. Words are very powerful, guys. Like super powerful. 
But anyways, that's the episode today. I really hope this episode satisfied your thirst because I haven't <laughs> uploaded in like two days. I really hope this, you know, uh, yeah, it does it for you. I really hope you enjoyed. If you enjoyed, man, just, you know, just follow a nigga. Oh my God, I said the N word. But anyways, <laughs> yeah, whatever. I guess I have to slap uh, some warning in this uh, podcast, you know, explicit content. Is it explicit content to say that as a black person? Ah, okay, I don't know. Whatever, man. So, but anyways, yes, this name and podcast. Yeah, for now, sharp, sharp.